Jesus says to this man and his partners one of the most profound and well-known statements in the New Testament. He says, Come, follow me, and from now on, you will become fishers of people. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. Not long ago, I was working on several projects, and I was working on them really hard, putting a lot of time and energy and effort into them, and feeling like they weren't paying off at all. Um, They weren't benefiting me the way I thought they would. They weren't benefiting other people the way I thought that they would. They weren't being recognized by the people I thought would recognize them. And I was starting to feel really discouraged, feeling like I thought this was what I was supposed to be doing with my life. I thought this was who I was supposed to be, where I was supposed to be, and what I was supposed to be doing. And in my prayer time, I expressed that to God. And in my spirit, I heard him say these words to me, go out where it's deeper and let down your nets again. And that's what today's passage of scripture is all about. Let's look at it together. This is taken from Luke chapter 5. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he got in, sat in the boat, and he taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, when they went out and let down their nets, Their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear, and a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, O Lord, please leave me. I am such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish that they had caught, as were the others who were with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. Come, follow me, and from now on you will become fishers of people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. This is one of my favorite stories of Jesus. We see here the very beginnings of Jesus' preaching ministry. It's before all of the disciples had started following him. 
It was before the entire realm of Israel had heard of him. And where do we find him? At the beginning? Down on the shores, preaching to the crowds of everyday workers. Basically, if he were here today, this would be like him going down to the dockyards in Boston and preaching to the dock workers and fishermen there. He was basically being a street preacher. But unlike today, he didn't have a megaphone or a portable microphone and speaker. So when he saw the crowds gathering, he looked around to see how he could get better sound quality so more people could hear him. And he saw some boats that had just come back in from fishing, and the owners of the boats were just cleaning their empty nets. So he approaches one of them, named Simon, and asks if he would be willing to take him on his boat just out a little way so that he could preach from it. If you're wondering why he would do it, water acts as a great acoustic amplifier. So Jesus knew that if he was preaching from on the water, his voice would carry back to the crowds amplified. And I find it interesting that this man, Simon, didn't question him or say no or even ask for payment, even though he had just come back from fishing and he was empty-handed. He just did what Jesus had asked. I have to think that while Peter had been cleaning his nets, he had been listening to what Jesus was preaching nearby, and something within him must have resonated and made him want to hear more. So they go out just far enough for Jesus to finish his sermon to the crowd, and then it says Jesus finished preaching. And here is where it really starts to get interesting. This next moment was not only a pivotal one for Jesus and for this man Simon, but it is a pivotal moment in the whole history of followers of Jesus and the church to this very day. Something happened in this moment where Jesus looked at Simon and perceived something in him or was shown something by Father God about Simon that let Jesus know that this encounter was not supposed to end here. And he says to Simon, take this boat out into deeper water and let down your nets to catch some fish. Jesus had seen that he had come back empty from their night of fishing, and yet here he is telling him to go back out again. And in that command, and it was a command, not a request, Simon had a choice. He could say, no thanks, I'm the professional fisherman here, you're just a street preacher. You don't know what you are talking about. It's daytime, the fish aren't biting, I'm tired. I've already given you my boat and my time for free. It's time for you to get off and let me go home and get some sleep. So the first encounter with Jesus is Jesus asking him for permission to come into his place of business, come into where he's the king of his realm. It's his boat. It's his business. And Jesus says, hey, can you let me come on? And Simon says, yes. But this second encounter, later in this moment, is not a request. Now that Simon has heard the preachings of Jesus, Jesus gives him a command. He says, go out, go deeper, and let down your nets. And Simon had a choice. So instead of rejecting it and just saying, get off of here, Jesus, I'm ready to go home. Let's see how this man responded to Jesus. He says, Master, 
We worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I will let the nets down again. So in that amazing moment in history, with the choice set before him, Simon recognizes that there is something about this man, Jesus, that demands he respect his authority and do what he has commanded, even though he doesn't understand. So he goes out into the sea, not just a little ways. He goes out into the deeper water of the sea, beyond where his own knowledge and profession had taught him to go. And he lets down his nets, and the nets get so full of fish that he thinks his nets are actually going to tear apart. So he yells back to his partners on the other boat to come out, and then both of their boats are so full of fish that the weight of them is threatening to sink their boats. So we have a couple things happening here. First, notice this was a business. This wasn't just some guy out there fishing for his family. He was in a business with these two other men, James and John, and they had a whole fishing outfit. And when Simon obeyed the command of Jesus, not only did his boat get blessed to the point of overflowing, but his partners were blessed to the point of overflowing as well. And obviously, this was something so miraculous, so beyond the normal of their business's fishing hall, that Simon falls to his knees in front of Jesus, completely awestruck by what had happened. And he is so overwhelmed by the presence of this man, Jesus, and so overcome with a sense of being in the presence of holiness, that he actually felt convicted of his own sinfulness and begged Jesus to leave his presence because he didn't feel worthy to have him on his boat any longer. But our lovely Jesus, instead of condemning Simon or just walking away smug at the miracle he had performed, Jesus says to this man and his partners one of the most profound and well-known statements in the New Testament. He says, Come, follow me. And from now on, you will become fishers of people. And that is what they did. They got to land. They got rid of all that fish that they had just hauled in, walked away from their business and started following Jesus everywhere he went, preaching, teaching, casting out demons and healing sick people and basically becoming fishers of the hearts and souls of men and women. And this Simon, why was this moment so pivotal? Why was this moment so necessary for history? Because this man Simon became known as Peter, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus who eventually went on to publicly deny Jesus at his crucifixion. Then he became forgiven by Jesus after he encountered him resurrected from the dead. And he was the first apostle to preach and perform healings and miracles in the name of Jesus after he was filled with the Holy Spirit of God when Jesus ascended to heaven and sent his Holy Spirit. Tradition has it that Peter, at the end of his life, when he was arrested and being put to death for being a follower of Jesus, asked to be crucified upside down because he didn't feel worthy of dying in the same manner as his Lord. 
What a change from a fisherman to a disciple of Jesus, to a betrayer of Jesus, to someone who was willing to lay down his life, crucified like his Lord, rather than deny that Jesus had been raised from the dead. If you ever question the resurrection of Jesus, look to the historical accounts of his apostles who went from being simple, unlearned men to men and then women who were unwilling to renounce their belief in a resurrected Lord to the point of giving up their lives. So all of this because of this one encounter where this one man had a choice. He heard the teaching of Jesus, then obeyed his command to go out deeper. Then he fell down in awe before Jesus confessing his sinfulness. Then he followed Jesus on a new path of life, seeking out people who need to be saved. I want to speak to those of you who have been listening to the podcast, maybe just in the background, as you go about your day working, and living. Or maybe you're listening to your Jesus-following family members or friends. You know, they might ask you to church, and maybe you've gone once or twice, or maybe you haven't, but you, you let them talk about their beliefs. Just like Peter was listening to Jesus, sort of in the background as he was cleaning his nets. You keep listening because there is something that resonates in your heart when we talk about a God who sent his very essence into the earth as his son to speak directly to each of us, to wash us clean from the filth of this world, to reconcile us and put us back in relationship with God himself. And you have felt that faint stirring in your spirit, like something very deep and very old is being awakened inside of you. But that's all you've done is sit in the background listening. Today is the day that Jesus is speaking directly to you. Or maybe you are that person who has been going to church for many years, but you really have no concept of this intimate relationship with God that we have been talking about. And you've just been working in the world with some vague sense that there has to be something more than this business of everyday life, the day in, the day out that you've been working in, but you just aren't sure what. But right now you also are feeling that awakening. Today is the day that Jesus is speaking directly to you. To any of those people who fit into these categories Today, Jesus is commanding you. It's time to get in the boat. Push away from the shoreline. Head out into the deep waters of the Spirit and watch Him work His miracles of provision and salvation and life in your spirit. He is saying that this is your historical moment, where your choice will impact your eternal destiny, and like Peter, the destinies of the people you encounter from here on out. Get in that boat, go out deeper, receive his miracle of new life as you kneel before him in amazement, letting go of the sin that you've carried for too long. 
And just like Peter, when you rise up again, Jesus is saying to you, come, follow me and become a fisher of men and women, bringing them into my family, into my glory, into my new life, into my eternity. Jesus is saying to you, don't let this moment go. God himself is saying to you, come, follow me. I want to end today with this passage of scripture written by this man, Peter. For every one of you who chooses to follow the Lord Jesus, I want to speak these words directly to you as if Peter himself were here today talking to you. And in a way he is because the words that are captured in the New Testament are breathed with the very breath of life from God himself. So let's look at this today and consider this your blessing for today. First Peter, I am writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in this world. God the Father knew you and he chose you long ago and his spirit has now made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the precious shed blood of Jesus, the anointed Messiah. May God give you more and more grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, the anointed Messiah. It is by his great mercy that we have been born from above. Because God raised Jesus from the dead, now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure. It is undefiled. This inheritance is beyond the reach of any change or theft or decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for everyone to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though here on earth, you must endure trials for a while. These trials will actually show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, even though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through these many earthly trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus, the anointed Messiah, is revealed to the entire world. You love him, even though you have never seen him. Even though you do not see him now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. And the reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. Now go out and follow Jesus and be a fisher of men and women's beautiful hearts and souls, and go be the church to your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, 
please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.